0: Lot Talk Radio. Yeah. The people who are not going to be able to get the people
1: who are not going to be
0: able to get the people who are not going to be able to get the people who are not going to be able to get the people who are not going to be able I mo to ta ta o e ti ca ne be le ta ku me The people who are not going to
1: be able
0: to do it. The to be able to do it. The people who are not going to be
2: Good morning, welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My name is Roger here in Code Coco Talks. It's snowed the other day, and uh, we, we, are much, uh, we went back to some positive numbers, a little bit warm, but from now until I think early March, it has to be cold. Mm. Nothing. Yeah, so that was That's a uh, Les Zot... Yeah, I know, I know. let calls from Angola. Angola just attained their I don't know independence, but it was uh, on the 11th of this uh, uh, of this month. Uh, before Doctor Patrick uh, gives us uh, what he wanted to say about, uh, uh, we just want to say something. Uh, Angola demonstrations there. Uh, Some people have been reported killed uh, because there are demonstrations Mm. all over the place. Uh, People are demonstrating the cost of living. uh, It's too too expensive. Yeah. From the reports we have uh, read in the past time, uh, Rwanda Rwanda in Angola actually has uh, is supposed to be the most uh, expensive city in Africa. In Africa. Although I got... Wow. Yeah, in Africa. Yeah, but I got to see this other report uh, last night. It's talking about uh, Jamena. Um, this is uh, capital of Chat. Yeah. So I'm confused, and someone is arguing with me there. So we need to uh, work, uh, work, work on the, on, on that. Yeah. But one thing about uh, these songs, when you look at uh, the people uh, in the country, Nathan, um, there is some happiness. Regardless of, uh, you know, we in mm-hmm. the news media, we always go for what is sensational. And what is sensational, usually, it is uh, what people are complaining about. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we have um, some happy spots. You, you find people who are, who are happy. Angola has 30 million people. And uh, the currency there is called Angola-Kwanzaa, Angola-Kwanzaa. That is the currency, Doctor Patrick. If I remember well, you said you you visited Angola, didn't you?
3: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Quite a few times.
2: Oh yeah, okay, okay. But you never you never visited uh, uh, Zambia. Uh, we, 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 no, we, we're not feeling bad about it. But I'm just saying, you never know, visited Zambia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'll make it up. I'll make, it up. I'll make it up. you have to, you have yes. to Yeah. Go ahead, uh, if you know where you left off uh, from, yes. from our previous side this guy. Yes,
3: um uh in Wallace he spoke of <clears throat> the the advent of of Ghettos uh, when the migration occurred, black migration occurred going up into Ooh. Chicago and the New York area. I would just like to add some balance to that, and uh, the name itself "ghetto derives from the Eastern European uh, towns in which mm-hmm. uh, the Jewish people inhabited, and uh, which they called those areas ghettos. So that's where the name arrived. Secondly, as opposed or in converse to uh, uh, blacks moving into cities such as New York City and uh, cities such as Chicago, there is what you would call or one would call the brain drain. Because the blacks that migrated out of the South, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, going up into to the New York City, and from Mississippi area going up into Chicago, these individuals were the ones that produced the industrial development of these cities, the second industrialization of these cities so and the ghettos came later on when the depression hit uh, hit those cities but initially it was the brain drain of the black communities in the south that contributed largely to the growth and the importance and the history of the city the cities such as new york again and chicago So it's not, the blacks didn't bring uh, a ghetto atmosphere to the cities They brought the brain thrust of the black people living in the south to the northern cities So I just wanted to give some balance to that
2: Uh, Interesting, uh, Dr. Pat, um, about uh, the ghetto So why were the Jews Uh, were were, were they so poor, or what caused them to live in in the ghetto? Or it was just given this name, but it has a relationship to do with uh, poverty, right?
3: It Eventually, it's it's similar to why they call ghettos in the black communities uh, poor. Mm -hmm. Initially, the Jews are, not initially, but the Jews are an industrious people, such as the blacks are industrious people And the powers that be Whether it's the city government Or the governors Or the town provinces Leaders in Eastern Europe As well as in New York The the numbers were not On the Jewish side And the numbers were not on the black side So therefore envy and jealousy arose And a lot of uh, political um, machinations came about and you found that a lot of um, anti-Semitism arose, <clears throat> such as um, uh, uh, racism arose on both on both levels in both continents. And as a result of that, the industrialists with industrial minds of the people, the Jewish people, as well as the Black peoples were submerged, and when right. it was submerged, the income or the economic levels of the Jewish and black people reduced, and when it reduced the the financial development of the communities were reduced, and Ergo, the name, nomenclatures of those cities came about which is now the Jews, majority of the Jews were placed in a situation called ghettos, and the majority of the blacks over in the States were placed in situations known as the ghettos. So it had a confluence of the economy, the politics, and racism, Mm -hmm that rendered the communities in both sides of the ocean uh, ghettos. And, it, and that's a simplistic way of putting it or, or fleshing it out. And, and if we had time, I'd go into the into the delineations of why this happened, and it has to be divided into the politics, into the economic mm. as well as the social developments. But basically, that's what happened. Right.
2: Oh, well. On the bottom of the hour, we're going to be looking at the subject, the beacon of hope. What is happening uh, there with the beacon of hope? America. We ask this question, uh, Dr. Patrick, because the behavior of Donald Trump, whatever he is doing, this has a multiplier effect to small democracies especially in, in Africa, to justify their um, uh, wrong ways of doing things. If America can do it, if America can do it, if the beacon of hope can do it, then we are justified to do it. This is the danger I see every day now when I see Trump behave the way he's doing. I translate nothing this way back to mm our small democracies uh, in, in Africa. This has a toxic, toxic, toxic um, influence to our small uh, democracies. So we are asking that question, What next uh, to the beacon, beacon of hope? Before we do that, let's see mm-hmm. who, is, uh, who is here. Let's say hello. Brother Warren, how are you?
5: I'm doing great. I'm wonderful. You know, I want
2: <laughs> to visit uh, Mississippi, and Mississippi is very close to there. So I, I, I'll let you know. Probably I'll visit you. I'll let you know when I'm visiting Mississippi. <laughs> Maybe I can make it to Louisiana. Who knows? Um, one of, uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, the reason, I read a very sad report, uh, Doctor. But uh, in some areas of Mississippi, uh, the kind of uh, poverty which is there, uh, where kids uh, go to school without uh, books, but then the richness of uh, the um, the richness of uh, the culture, the history there, I think is driving me. The um, the one thing Nathan, which stood out about <laughs> Mississippi, me booking a flight is 300 from Calgary. To Mississippi. So I'm like mm. if, if I'm competing with Lusaka, someone has to go to Lusaka and pay 1800 and they have to go to Mississippi $300. Yeah, We, 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 we have to find some, something else to sell to, uh, to, to the people here. But Brother Warren, uh, if I visit that place, I'll, I'll let you know.
5: Now, if you're depending on what part of Mississippi you're visiting, you can fly into Memphis and rent a car and drive into the northern part of Mississippi called the Delta, which is along the Mississippi River. Or if you're in the southwestern part of Mississippi, you would fly into New Orleans and rent a car, which is a two-hour drive from New Orleans going into the southwestern part. And – uh you know, it, okay. it, uh, it depends on where, what part of Mississippi you're going to be visiting. You can actually fly into I don't the nearest right of I
2: don't even know. I I, I need the person okay. like you to tell me, if you need um, both cultures, you need to look at uh, uh, this part of uh, uh, the culture. This is the place to visit. And if you want to visit uh, this other uh, uh, place, uh, you want to see modern culture, this is so I rely on you to tell me where yeah,
5: to go. Yeah. and Dr. Patrick. Yeah, yeah. The well-known, the well-known part of Mississippi is called the Delta of Mississippi, which is actually along the Mississippi River uh, in the northern part. That's where a lot of well-known blues musicians came from uh, mm. when they recorded their blues music, or they migrated up north to Chicago. So that part of Mississippi has a a very strong, historical, uh, colorful uh, recognition for the state. It's called the Delta, and so that's those counties in the northern part along the Mississippi River, which is considered Mm. a hotbed where a lot of blues musicians uh, originate.
2: And what about the uh, regions which may be considered very, very poor in America? But that probably, would be that delta that
5: that would be that delta area even today see the delta area was the the agricultural production even in the twentieth century was cotton and as those cotton gins uh uh folded, those areas are uh, have become desolate desolate so that part of Mississippi today would be you would find in fact there's a lady look up her her name is uh Antoinette Horrell, she does that type of research, looking into actual Mm. poverty in the United States today, and she's videotaped and uncovered many things. And one more point, do you know black people were actually on those plantations treated as as slaves well into the 1960s? There were blacks Mm. still trapped on those plants. In fact, there's a documentary on that, how blacks were trapped into a permanent Uh, a tenant enslavement well into the 1960s, and there are people who are talking about their conditions, because when you're on Highway 61, that's the famous highway that runs through Mississippi, north and south. When you're on Highway 61, to get to those plantations, you go off on the side roads, and so some of those plantations were like worlds unto themselves, cut off from the nearest highway, and so they had black families living in a, a bondage and hostage situation like slavery well into the 1960s. And that's a lot of, a lot of documentation is being done on that now, and there have been some documentaries made.
2: And, I, 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 and the reason, uh, Brother Warren, uh, I want to take up that, is what we are discussing, a uh, part of it. Uh, Joe Biden says, uh, the black community, you had my back. I am going to have your back. In the report I, I was reading, uh, there's this lady called Caroline uh, Williams. Caroline Williams went to Mississippi from Harvard, uh, took up uh, kids which were considered rejects, those who could not uh, read. She took them, uh, she took them up, eight of them, and all of them they were able to make it to state uh, university. Uh, 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 st- state exams, make it through mm-hmm. state exams. Mm-hmm. Eight for eight, all of them they were able to read. They were able to to write. So the argument we are making is that uh, if some, someone like uh, Caroline, one individual, can do this, America should definitely transform the black community. We are not going to accept to write off. Are uh, part of our people. Oh, these, they cannot do this. They cannot do this. So it will be a ZBTR project. Go to visit some of these places, Nathan, and then report from mm-hmm. there. What about that? How how cool is that?
6: Yeah, we need to do yeah. that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we need to <laughs> do that. Some some of these areas we need to uh, to visit them. Um, I mean, it's like the. Um, uh, over here uh, when you visit uh, the indigenous uh, areas Nathan, if you are just dropped there you you' not <laughs> accept you in Canada. some of the places are so so poor uh of the yeah. uh, the, the, the indigenous okay thank you Brother. just
3: in addition to um in you may one yeah about um slavery. Existing in the Delta area? Uh, as you know, in yeah. the eighteen late 1860s,
1: mm-hmm.
3: slavery was um, without uh, Slavery was replaced. And when they say replace, it's replaced in name only. So slavery no longer existed, but they now called it sharecropping. And sharecropping is exactly what Brother Warren is talking about. Sharecropping is a system in which you, in essence, remained in slavery,
0: hmm.
3: or you remained enslaved by owning your land, or and and your purchase to the the owners of the land as well as the store owners. So therefore, every time you went to the store to get food to grow your crops, you got uh, deeper and deeper in debt. And you found out, you found later on that you were in fact a slave. So slavery was replaced by the word of sharecropping. And if uh, the listeners want to know more about how devastating sharecropping was and is, uh, look up that word and, and what happened
2: as a result of it. And you know, Dr. Pat, uh, with this uh, election which went um, Mm -hmm. My thinking keeps going Why do people in certain regions think the way they do? Why can't everyone be uh, either open-minded or or closed-minded? So when I see some of the people you you are describing here uh, in the south behave uh, the way they do I I don't know um I I, I really don't don't know what to, <laughs> why people why people do uh, do that but then I transform it very very quickly Nathan take it back to Zambia you are going to find mm-hmm. that people in the copper belt people in Lusaka have a very different way of thinking if you compare yeah. them to our friends in the, in, the, in the rural areas. So, uh, again, information is, um, um, again, you, I mean, you live with someone who is different from you. They haven't done you any harm. So that uh, helps you to start opening up your mind. Oh, even people who are different from me are just people. You know, they are normal. But if you are way in the rural, you just, you were taught. If, if you see a Bemba guy with a knife, Oh, you we see, we, we, we see with a Bemba guy, you run, he has got a knife. That's what he was told in the Ruroka. Mm-hmm. Bemba guys were mm-hmm. coming with a knife. So you run. Uh, and this is the same way you find in me Amer- in America. Uh, can, but to me, I, it has no excuse. This this country, uh, information is readily available. Why people choose to behave this way, uh, I'm not sure.
5: I, I want to share something with you all about my... Uh, you know, I have uh, I've I've been interacting with my uh, DNA cousins in Zambia, and uh, they live they live in the in the in the Copperbelt, and, and uh, the mother the mother and I I have the DNA match with the mother because the daughter hadn't taken a DNA, but the daughter was the one that initially communicated with me because her mother didn't use computer, but I I talked to them. Mm. And the daughter let, let me because I'm, I'm glad they, they're not listening to the show. The daughter appears to be like maybe biracial, and the mother okay. is married to a British guy because I spoke with him on the phone. And what I, the problem I'm having with the daughter, it appears she has very condescending attitudes about the common people in Zambia. And I was sharing with her how I felt it was disgusting that the people in Zimbabwe are going to pay money to the white farmers and possibly give their land back. And she said that, you know, she agreed with the white farmers and that the black people are lazy or something like that, which she told me. (laughs) <laughs> so when you talk about different attitudes and stuff, I kind of picked that up from the daughter, uh, particularly. Now the mother, we've never gotten anything political. She's just so sweet. She's just so excited to be to to be kin to African American, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know. And and her British husband. Now apparently they have a lot of money because I think she has a resort. Uh, they're in that city called Is it what, Indolo or something like that Oh, mm. Indola,
4: yeah
5: <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where they are she They have a resort And they have a farm, they have farms too Because the daughter has a farm And I think the mother has a farm Okay So I just wanted to throw that in And talk about different attitudes Yeah, go ahead <laughs> Yeah brother.
3: Brother Warren, this this is what happened uh, to the to the daughter that you're speaking of, and to the whites in the United States and many of the um, um, the sons and daughters of of uh, mixed races in the United Excuse States. You. I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to move close to your ear, and then what I'm going to whisper in your ear, I'm going to say to you. You're better than them You're better Mm -hmm. than them So Mm -hmm. from birth To adult age You're always looking at Black people As being inferior to you You're better than Mm -hmm. them You're better than them And Mm -hmm. that's what comes out of their minds. That's what they talk about When people Mm -hmm. have inculcated In their minds That they are better than them Nothing one can do to change your mind because it's a, a generational change of propagandizing your mind is you're better mm-hmm. than them, you're better than them.
5: That's what's happening, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. well, you so know, she's, uh, a, she's a nice person, but she's a nice person. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to, you know, uh, uh, but I just knew <laughs> I, I, there were certain things that I knew, put it this way she she has a she has an effort now she's trying to raise money for individual miners like the the zombie miners who want to go mine, but they don't have the equipment, so she's raising right. money for them so she has concern for zombies she has but for what I understand, she was raised in the u k and then she came back to zombie in fact, she told me she doesn't even have Zambian citizenship, so I don't know if her mother sent her. I don't know if her mother sent her to where her father's from, and she's never told me that her father was white. I, I just assume that the white guy her mother's married to is her father. You know, uh, but yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's yeah, another I know. thing. There's,
3: there's <laughs> another thing that floats around. There's another thing that floats around in one's mind, which is the difference between. Uh, anti-slavery and anti-racism. You have an individual or group of people that think about race as a as a patronizing and a moralistic view, which is I'm going to patronize you, and and uh, religiously I'm going to welcome you. But when it comes to politics and power, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're going to be my children, as as being a patronizer. You're going to be my children, and I'll, I'll accept you into my religion. But if you think you're going to sit in the same pulpit, and if you think you're going to um, share political power with me, that's not happening. Uh,
2: okay. Anyway, so that, that those are our, our family. <laughs> Uh, issues, as Dr. Patrick always uh, tells us. Uh, but what, su- what really surprises me about the South is how uh, the whites and blacks, they've lived together for a long, long, long time. And yet when we, it comes to these uh, uh, divisions, uh, they are uh, night and day. Uh, maybe it's just me in my, in, in my head. my. Uh, I'm a in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. How are you?
7: Thank you, Roger. Good morning. Uh, uh, I'm not in Lancaster right now. I'm, I'm in, actually I'm in costa Mississippi. I'm in Louisiana, so... What? Uh, <laughs> what? And you didn't even say? <laughs> no, because I'm coming back today. I'm going back to okay. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Okay yes. So yeah. I- enjoying the discussion And uh, you know If you have yeah. a comment I'll let you know <laughs> so, Thank you so, so much So you know what We are talking about
2: here that's, that's Oh
7: very yes nice. Yes I, I, I drove through Alabama, Mississippi And uh, uh, now
8: I'm in New Orleans So It's very interesting Oh, wonderful
2: Wonderful Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah Thank okay, you Okay Uh Doctor Casonso, how is the is it the maga maga rally there? Uh, they, they want to save Donald Trump. These people, they are told that uh, things the elections can be flipped. I, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of planet the Donald Trump supporters live in. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's
0: it's.
2: Uh... <clears throat>
8: We, we have to recognize that uh, this is a, a deeply divided country. Uh, and, and I think there is a reason why the name of the country starts with the word united. That's an aspiration. Uh, people have to work at being united uh, from uh, the beginning of the republic to to this very hour. Um, they lost an election in which they got Vote more than any other, only second to Joe Biden in the history of America. So they still have a voice, and um, even if that voice is um, seemingly illogical, I think it's their <clears> politics <throat> that are that's, that's their politics that are illogical. Uh, there is the politics, the voice of their politics that may sound illogical, but inside it you will actually find I like that. that inside it you'll find that this is actually the apartheid crowd. It's the apartheid yeah. crowd. Yeah it's the apartheid crowd but they cannot defend apartheid where people no. are having intelligent exchanges like this. So they create these um, these uh, what they call
2: theological arguments.
8: Yeah so they they create what we call conspiracy theories. And, and you know, those conspiracy theories are like the talking points and they're the movers of the politics. But it's an, an insidious movement uh, at the mm-hmm. core of it. It's uh, the, the apartheid movement. It's the apartheid movement. You know, so uh, it it will fight back and it has a lot of money. It has a lot of history. And it's mm-hmm. actually the wealthier side of this country. Uh, the wealthier side of this country in terms of uh, family uh, family output. But I don't know if you have looked at um, the votes that Donald Trump got in the district itself, just right there in the, in the, in the District of Columbia. The, 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 at... the, the, the percentage mm-hmm. is crazy. The percentage is crazy. And do you know why that percentage is crazy like that?
2: Crazy as in... Mm. Uh, put, put, put the value it's, to
9: it. It's,
6: yeah, it's very... Say. The the difference is so it's so
8: wide. What's the percentage again, Doctor uh, I The I, I difference. Can't really express it in terms of percentage. It's like someone gets around three hundred thousand, and the other one gets fifteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is, Roger. Yeah. Wow. And you know why that is that way? Ah, because in the district itself, the seat of government itself, the majority of the population there are black people. Mm. And in talking to them, I found out that uh, it's been that way for centuries because those black people are the only ones who sought housing around that area and are the ones who built most of the buildings, if not all of the buildings there, including the White House itself. Of course. Yeah. So they are the ones who put up housing there. Uh, because that 's where they lived there's others they lived they came in peripheral areas and uh, you know to participate in government. they had states where they were coming from and stuff like that, so they lived there. but in recent years, there is what has been calling gentrification, and gentrification is a process where they take blocks of black people 's housing and uh, they give them money and they break down their houses and build. Giant apartment complexes, and bringing young urban professionals who are serving as interns and professionals working for politicians mm. and other governmental organizations there. But they pay a lot of money for black people, and the black people go and buy houses um, in, in uh, south of Maryland uh, and other places, particularly in Maryland, and uh, they and not in Virginia. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Northern Virginia is a little bit on the costly, in the higher costly side. That the money they pay them there would be drunk. So, but mostly they go into Southern uh, Maryland and, and things like that. The reason why I brought up the, that is, the the protests when they start against the White House, those mm-hmm. black people just come out of their houses. They can come and drink up any protest if they so wish. So even those who are coming to protest and stuff like that, coming from different areas, they have specific areas where they are passing. They are not passing in the neighborhood of black people, or a war would break <laughs> out. Yeah, <laughs> would break out. So that's uh, that's uh, something that uh, we have to think about. But yeah. The most important thing is, uh, yeah, it was a, a one-term president, and we cannot have a president like that. And mm. um, I I congratulate um, uh, all the sympathizers of the Democrat Party and the members of the Democrat Party. But I, I don't know if anybody has asked Dr. Patrick how the members in Northern Province lost to Donald Trump in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, um, eh, now, no, eh, before you ask that, eh, you, you know, I really
2: like the, 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 the term you use here, Dr. kasos <laughs> where you say, the, uh, Donald Trump was leading the, the upper-side movement. And when I see the coalition, the blacks, Latino, and the young people, I, I'm sure even some uh, suburban uh, women, uh, come together and defeat them, this is the one thing which has really pleased me about the, uh, this election. Um, do you think this coalition... Uh, has permanent power uh, to, to, to stop this upper side, uh, movement uh, of Donald Trump? Because there is someone, Dr. Casonso, thinking, uh, well, I'm going to use the, the Trump uh, model uh, again. Uh, it is a, win, it's a winning. Do, do you think we have sustained power where we can defeat this uh, upper side movement? Because it's very dangerous, in my view.
8: I, yeah, there is some there is some indicators of um, sustainability. The first one is that you remember uh, 20, 30 years ago, it was forecasted that by 2030, America will be uh, my, minorities will be the majority of America. A combination of minorities mm. will be the majority of America. So that is a hopeful sign. But you also have to go back maybe um, maybe a little over. Um, a little over eight years ago, the, the political pundits were telling us that um, the, the Republican Party can no longer win a national election. But guess what happened? From the woodwork, they bring in a celebrity from TV, and boom, all of a sudden they take power and they take all of those things. So there, there is a, a little, an element of unpredictability to the American political causes. So we mm. must remain open and vigilant to that. Um you know what has happened is that the the things that Donald Trump used to say on the stage or on the on the public podium uh, most of his people would his supporters would not come out and validate that but what Donald Trump did he took the conversation at kitchen tables and dining tables in many white american homes and that is why although they can't come out and tell you that they're supporting Donald Trump they are still going to vote for him because he has made, he talks publicly. It's like it's a sacrificial lamb who speaks mm. the language they talk behind closed doors. Right. So, so we cannot completely cure uh, racism. But this country has created a system in which the trajectory moves towards curing the ills of, of its own past. And improving on the interface and and uh, you know being a beacon and the hope, it has a system of self-correction that's the genius mm. of America, and that's why I like your your title, "The Beacon of Hope," yeah, because even some of those apartheid crowd people, they are not all round evil, yes, they segregate, yes, they, they do all this kind of things, and there is a lot of evil that can come out of that, but at the core of it. They are not. They are not devils. They are human beings just like us. <laughs> you know, they are misguided.
6: guided, means guided they are, they human, human beings.
8: beings. They are human beings just like us. It's just you know, uh, and I think that if many of us were in those positions, we would probably have similar sentiments. In other words, in my view, is the. It's a human problem. We even have it in Zambia. Uh, you see, you're, yeah. seeing how, you're seeing how the people from eastern Province are scampering around, even sending, um, sorry for lack of a, of a better title, the Minister of Misinformation going around to tell her people that the Tongas are coming for us. We shouldn't lose power that the members gave us, and all those kind of things. So it, it is that human thing that we use some differences to gain yeah. uh, political power, But unfortunately, political power has got consequences in terms of the way we share up money and where the money goes and things like that. So core of the fight with this mega crowd, it's an economic warfare. They don't want to lose the money. They don't want other people to become as powerful as them, and they want to maintain people in slave condition. But the pendulum swings in the direction of justice in the yeah. long haul. Yeah, because of that, we can think that it's going to be sustainable because this era of Donald Trump has put shame and indelible shame on the apartheid crowd. So they will continue losing if we just continue uh, steadfast on this path and continuing to make changes and specifically to clean up the mess of the apartheid policies. You know, this man don't sure. attract on a lot of money that would go to minorities and other low income. But I was able to interact with some um, some families that taught me that their children, when they are children and they are going to college or post college before they become rich, they are Democrats. As soon as they become older and have made some money, they go back to the default mode. They become Republicans because at that point they don't want to pay their money through their taxes. So that, that is why the, the coalition is fleeting, because of the changing stages of life of some members of the coalition. Yeah. But to the extent that we can maintain a centrist platform, then we are able to get a big chunk of the white vote. And uh, mm-hmm. if minorities can come out in large numbers the way they came out in this election, then we are going back to eight years ago when we used to say the Republicans cannot win a national election.
2: Yeah. Okay. And they are they are very very uh, worried uh, 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 about that. Um, in Florida, brother Charlie, uh, w- w- one thing the uh, I mean, like uh, Dr. Casonso has said here, uh, the kitchen tables the parents, especially the evangelical parents, and their children. Uh, someone said, I can't remember the exact quote, but they said the kids of the evangelicals are going to teach their parents a, a lesson because uh, for some reason they are not buying, the children are not buying into this uh, upper side uh, uh, movement. Their children are listening to, to 50 Cent's music so they, they they want to be part of the uh, the, the new normal, the new society. Uh, but their parents, where you are there, uh, I don't know. Your comments, very very quickly. Yeah, well,
9: it's true because look, friends are not being parented online for the most part. So they are listening to. It. Right. So, go, go. You have occasions and that's right. well, they are major. It's a uh, so, you know, so it's going to so gradually uh, acceptable.
2: We can we can barely hear you, brother Alan, like barely the way the way that life
1: is,
9: <laughs> that is your sports friend increasingly more African-American than uh, to them.
1: People
2: are bound to
9: change their... I, 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 I don't
2: know, Brother better. Alan, what you can do. So we have missed just about everything you have said.
9: It's uh, uh-huh. where I am. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. We, we 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 couldn't, so we have missed That's everything you you have said. We can see, we can hear oh, them here uh, that there, but uh, the rest of the stuff, no, nothing is coming through.
9: <laughs>
2: is it better now? uh okay. Continue making your statement, then we'll hear if it's better.
9: So I was say that in in how it's inevitable.
2: Okay okay so we had the we we had the inevitable part uh, but uh, the, the rest of uh, what you have to say is uh, not coming through uh let me go to oklahoma where brother nyambe brother nyambe uh, is brother nyambe how are you good good morning how are you doing just uh, listening ah, not uh, no, not not uh, not too bad uh so we, we were just going, going through to, to see who is, uh, who is here. Then there is uh, Brother, Brother Patrick. I don't know. Did you have a comment, Brother Nyambe, on anything so far? No, I, no, I don't. I'm just listening in. Okay. Okay. And then we have Brother Patrick uh, here. Nathan already reported about uh, the late uh, president of Ghana, Jerry Rawlings, uh, who died, uh, so that one is, uh, is gone. Uh, very quickly, we wanted to talk about the beacon uh, the beacon of hope, uh, the influence it's having uh, in small democracies in uh, especially Africa, my own country, Zambia. I'm very, very worried, uh, example Donald Trump has given. Ethiopia is on the brink of a civil war. Dr. Platt, I had you in mind when I was writing this. Um, remember, <laughs> it is you who said... Uh, Let's give him a chance. Let's see if the, uh, uh, this celebrity status he's got is going to continue when he starts to make uh, real decisions. And uh, sure, the, the young man is facing some serious, serious challenges, Nathan, in, uh, in Ethiopia. Um, summary is that uh, the, the group which are, is used to be in power is out of power, so now really? they are up in arms. They want to divide the country. Uh, they want some, you, you know the way the, the, the way it is. So the Ethiopian government has sent a military force there. Uh, reports yeah. coming from the um, I Amar, uh, Amara region, uh, almost about 200,000 people are crossing over to Sudan. Uh, they are running away from from the conflict. Um, I don't know. My thinking is that Ethiopia is one country in, 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 in Africa which is very, very divided. When it comes to, like, also of tribal, tribal politics and divisions, Ethiopia is one such country. They have never seen peace as far as uh, uh, um, divisions on tribal politics is concerned. Uh, therefore, I, my thinking a, is that a, maybe the uh, African Union should be moved away from there. We, we cannot continue living in a country which is that divided.
6: just yeah. like the United Nations needs to be moved from the U.S. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I want to I want to uh, chime in on on Ethiopia. I, I've been there yeah. several times. When when Gistu was run out of office, I, I was in Ethiopia when Mele Zinawe first came into power. And the attitude among many of the people was that another Rwanda was brewing, And a lot of this emphasis on ethnic status and situation was developed under the Nawe's regime. And those people in the North and Tigray province are those people who are angry because they no longer have influence in government. And I think Abi Ahmed has been doing a great job. And I just think that people are jealous, envious, and he tried him to see how weak he is. And so he has to to do what he has to do to keep the country together.
2: Uh, That's correct. That is correct. And then uh, to make, I don't know, matters worse, uh, the country is also under a lot of pressure. The United States supporting Egypt. And uh, because of the dam they have constructed, mm-hmm. it needs a lot of water, and that water has to come from the Nile River. So mm-hmm. there is a problem mm-hmm. if Ethiopia starts to fill that uh, that dam, it will reduce the water content going into into Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, uh, the Nile River feeds uh, Ethiopia, Sudan, and 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 Egypt. So there is uh, that one also. It
10: is a big, big, big problem. Um,
2: well, thank I think, you, brother.
10: Uh, I, think you bring up, I think you bring up a good point, and uh, Brother Warren brings up a good point, And I think that may play into what is going on with this conflict. And the timing of this is pretty interesting if you look at it. So now the, the current president has a lot to deal with along with national security because now you have, you know, they made the statement that there are foreign hands in this. So now, oh. I mean, you know. So so now we have to look at: is this a result of the dam being built or being closer to being complete? Um, is this a is this a result of the failed talks between Ethiopia and Egypt that now the foreign hands are coming in? I mean, Trump that's interesting. You know, Egypt should have blown that's up. That's very very interesting. I think so now. That- you have to be very careful. So he's in a yeah. tough
5: spot. I think the timing the timing is coincidental because this situation with that particular group was going to come to a head anyway. They, they, that was going to come to a head <laughs> eventually. You know, there were several attempts on Ibi Mir's life. You know, there was attempts to kill him several times. Yes. Yes. And I, yes. I, just, I just think that this is coincidental, the issue with the dam. But this particular political group, the TPLF, the Tigray People's Liberation Party, are angry because they no longer have clout in the control of the yeah. government because Mele Zanawe, who was there, who died in 2012, was their guy. All of the resources were going to build up Tigray. And so they're angry. And they're trying this man. And
2: also the Oromo, some of the Oromo... Yeah, but yeah, don't, don't you think like uh, uh, Patrick is saying here, they could take advantage of the uh, the dam issue, and they, they, they could take advantage of that weakness, the Egyptians and them, use it yeah. to influence, to, to just add on to the fire, if you know what I mean.
5: Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree, definitely,
10: definitely. Yeah, yeah so... I mean, it's just something that has to be looked at Especially when just said When he said that there are foreign hands They have evidence And intelligence that there are foreign hands in this. So I think what Brother Warren is saying is key Because if that If, if that um, If they're envious Then now is the time to try to attack him Because once that dam is built And up and operational His legacy is set Yes yeah. His legacy is, is carved in stone for yes. all time when that dam is up and running. Yeah. So yeah, you know we we can't discount the possibility that yeah. they're taking advantage of the situation to get in resources to help fight against the government.
9: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
2: And uh, you know, I saw um, the economic benefits they now brings to Egypt, uh, and then on one hand. They are trying to deny sopia uh the same benefit from that river uh to to me i'm like uh, i I, I'm, I i don't know anyway brothers th- thank you for uh for unveiling for for that uh, unveiling uh, of of the situation uh last on the list here uh, is uh, google google is uh, as as uh, uh, a project they are doing in Africa. Uh, which is Google First Internet, called Tara, Uh, uh, Tara, which they want to bring um, Internet to to Africa. Uh, And then my thinking is that uh, while all these companies, Google, uh, Facebook, uh, is doing what they're doing to bring Internet, I am not sure if we ourselves, the Africans, are doing our best to make sure maximum benefit is realized from the Internet. Um, Either taking a small computer, a small thing, to a rural village. I'm not sure what we are doing. But I I see all these uh, big, big companies are seeing the potential in the continent. Uh, But the African mind, uh, I don't know what we are discussing. I don't know what we are saying to take advantage of, of of this or maybe these are Oops. should we call them maybe they are imperialists they've come to get our, our,
6: our thing let's close the doors I don't know it, but I, is I think it we, big we is, is, is it big is it big opportunities or big exploitation because they see the big <laughs> loopholes
10: <laughs> yeah a, I, I, big <laughs> Google is in the business Google is in the <laughs> business of data and data collection—that's their
4: business.
6: Yes, uh, so the data
10: is more. The data is more valuable than gold in any resource in this world. To Google, they've already said that. So yeah. if Africa, if, if so, they're what they're going to do is expand their database, and you're going to come into Africa and expand their database. They have built very, very good, and I've seen some of it, um, analytical profiles of users they've been able to crunch data and determine what some people are going to do before they do it. They're very, very good at this. So um, they're just going to come and collect data on everyone, email addresses, interests, where you go, where you bank, everything. Where that they're going. To you. <laughs> yes, where, where you're going, when you go there, how often you go. What do you eat? <laughs> yes, yes. They know they know. Listen they know what you're having <laughs> what they're time you go to the bathroom or anybody else? <laughs> they know they they are very good at it. they're just
1: going to
10: expand into africa
2: that's all <laughs> oh, wow Brother <laughs> uh, you came out a little bit there yeah, a little bit more did you yeah. have something to say
9: yeah, I was saying it, it's uh we can't um uh, we can't. Away from it, but we really have to have strategic thinkers because, again, this is one of wow. the two. If left unchecked, that can be placed in the hands of people that are going to exploit you. Because when the, whoever controls the data has all the information on you, is uh, bound to exploit you to, to further their own interest. So, my thing is, as Africans, whether it's uh, with information technology, whether it's mining, whether it's agricultural, do we have any of these critical things that we are uh, firmly in our control? Because if all your information is being stored somewhere, whether it's in Europe or America or anywhere else, all that information will be exploited against you. If we are saying Africa is already exploited for its resources, now even our information, how do we start, or where do we start from, to really, truly take control of our own destinies as an African continent? So some of these things mm. we, we ought to be thinking. We, we may not be able to do without it, but how do we safeguard ourselves? How do we use it to put ourselves, in the uh, to give ourselves an upper hand over those that are already controlling us, I think. I guess that's the question. How do we maximize yeah. on what Google brings to the table so that it benefits us more than them? So I, that I it like cannot that that to exploit us because you're I, like run that. Away I, li- you. I, I,
2: I, I you, you, there, is, there is going to be a component of ex- exploitation, Nathan. Uh, but Dr. Patrick has told us here once you go technology. Some of this corruption we talk about uh, was uh, able to be cut by technology by 70 percent, Dr. Patrick says, in Poland, 70 percent. So we may, okay, there, there is no way they will bring all this investment without benefiting nothing. They have to, to benefit. The question is what Balachar is saying, what are we going to, what benefit? Are we just going to sit? and uh, watch our data go, or we are going to say, hey, guys, before I give you this information, uh, g- l- let me also have something, because okay. I'm sure cheap internet, cheap internet coming do to we, Africa. Do that, okay. Uh-huh. I'll, be, I'll begin from the point of view of
6: saying what sort of legislation do we have in place on things like this? Okay? Our... That's number one. The problem we have mm. in Africa is we even fail to, 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 to enforce our own rules to make ourselves better governors of our own systems. Mm-hmm. Good point. Okay? That, that's the yeah. issue that I have. Because, yeah. you see, the reason I said exploitation is that most of these multinational companies, they just look at our, lo- our weak loopholes our non-existent rule of law, and then they want to come in and just have a field day. That's my problem. Of course, it's not their problem. It's our problem,
4: which yeah, we need to yeah. solve.
6: I don't care how much yeah. job creation you are going to bring or what development you are going to bring. Don't bring me development at the expense of exploiting and further bribing my political leaders. That's a non-starter for me.
9: Okay, and leave me with to live in my it. heart.
6: <laughs> yes, exactly. So just leave me to live in my heart, now running water. Don't just bring <laughs> any
2: more evil. No, I'm serious, the, Roger. The, 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 the only problem with that, Nathan, is that you need to speak to come from China so that you can clean your, your teeth. That's where the problem is. So this global market, we have to find a way. Uh either yeah, you, you live in your, your heart, you close everything, but guess what? The world will come to you <laughs> whether you like it or not, the world will come to you. Yeah. There's a China yeah,
10: Chinaman okay. next door to you. <laughs> I think uh yeah, I, I think with, with with Google, I think one of the things that needs to be looked at are the the, the regulations in the companies and the countries that they want to penetrate. Yeah. So yeah, there has to be some very strong um, um, data rights rules and regulations in these countries um, for, for to kind of keep things in check, right? <laughs> things that Google yeah. cannot do. This is what's done in Europe, and they had to put the, the the brakes on what Google you know wanted to do over there. So you know there there has to be that. Unfortunately, Google is coming is such have such resources and they can throw around money so wantonly. I mean, they can t- to literally throw around billions of dollars without blinking an yeah. eye um, Yeah. that it's going to be difficult because they have that kind of power. And, you know, if you're yeah. in a country that's susceptible to that kind of stuff, then it, it, it'll be easy for them. Well, I mean, to add to that,
2: uh, Brother um, uh, Patrick, we are facing default. I, th- I don't know if we paid interest uh, just the other day on Saturday, or today, uh, today or yesterday. So we are facing default, and the amount we are talking about is uh, like 300000 So as a country, we are failing to pay uh, uh, interest on our, on our bonds. And then here comes Google and says, guess what? Your 7 billion uh, loan, we can help you write it off, we'll pay it off, and we want uh, a free reign on our country. Uh, I don't see any politician in that time saying no. They'll probably ask Google, you write the rules, we'll, we'll just sign them. we we'll write the rules, rules mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, we'll just sign them. So, like Brother uh, 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 Patrick is saying, the kind of exposure we have, the danger we, we are facing amongst the African countries, it will make it very tough for us to stand up uh, against these countries. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, unless yeah. we, the diaspora, especially we, the diaspora, uh, do our research as much as possible, see what Brother Patrick is talking about. What did Europe say Google can do or cannot do uh, in, in Europe? Is there anything we can borrow from there? Uh, start to to feed our countries. But as far as our balance sheets continue to be weak, uh, it will make it very, very tough for us to to counter uh, the aggression from the yeah. Googles of this world.
10: In, in Europe, it's called uh, GDPR, General Data Protection, Protection Regulation, and that whole compliance, you know, that kind of thing. So, I, yeah, I think it would... Uh, it, it, it would help in these countries if they can look at that and start looking at ways yeah. to protect the data for their citizens. And this is another reason why, you know, we you know we we, we talk about you know planning and being able to create economies and and you know a whole ecosystem um, for you know economic ecosystem for people, whether they're in the cities or villages. And we talk. This is another reason. Why that is vitally important It's really vitally important For national security Because if the the country Is depleted in its resources It's susceptible Mm -hmm. To a lot of different things So when we talk about This is why I said that we have to get it going Because you know People have to get it going outside the government Because Mm -hmm. it's a national security issue It is Sending children to school Or not is a national security issue. Feeding people, having people to work and be able to make money is a national security issue. Yeah. You know, and we have to start looking at it that way and take on some urgency Yeah, on solving some of these problems.
2: Yeah. I mean, it is. You think about uh, uh, my, my my zero balance in my bank account. I don't want anyone else to know about it. I'm the only one, and then there, there comes Google. He knows every point of your 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 house. Where are you going to hide in t- in time when you do when you need to defend yourself? If you give up all the information, uh, uh in the in, in in the nation, they they will know your weaknesses. They will know your hundred percent. They know your your whatever. I don't know. Anyway, this world we live in is um uh scary So like we started uh, we started we talked about Roger. Bank, is it yeah Dr. Pat
3: Roger um before I get into to Google and the power of mm-hmm. Google I just want to quickly return back to the Renaissance dam in Ethiopia Yes I would uh, One of the proudest moments I've I've had in traveling through Africa, throughout Africa, the continent of Africa, was a time when I was in Egypt. And I was traveling uh, uh, past the Aswan Dam, going to Luxor. And an Ethiopian brother came up to me and he said, how's my Nubian brother? And when he called me sure. a Nubian, I was proud sure. and I was happy. And I it made me think about the historical ancestry that was damaged and lost forever when the Aswan Dam was built. The Nubian people that lived in that area were
1: moved.
3: They no longer existed. They were displaced by the Aswan Dam. And I'm afraid that this is what's happening again with the construction of the Renaissance Dam in Ethiopia. As you know, Ethiopia was the term that encompassed nearly all of Africa, all of India, and the Atlantic Ocean was called the Ethiopian Ocean. And the history of, of, of man the African man, the black man, derived down the Nile River. So we have a history coming up from the Nile, from Sudan, all the way up into Egypt and through Ethiopia. So therefore, when when you block a a, a huge stretch of water. Mm-hmm or the Blue Nile, what you're doing is you're obliterating our ancestry, our history. There are a lot of, there are a lot of um, villages and a lot of towns that sprung forth the birth of the world. And if, if we don't have archaeologists or if we don't have asking historians to maintain the ruins, then we're going to lose our our past. And we will when we lose our past, past, we will then be beholden to the past and the past of the Greeks and the Romans. So what's happening in Ethiopia is obliteration of our past our ancestry, our African ancestry, and move us closer to what they are telling us is the ancestry of the world, which are the Greeks and the Romans. So I, I'm i hoping, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm hoping beyond hope that there is a lot of archaeological digs that had gone on before the construction of the Ethiopian uh Renaissance uh dam, as well as a lot of digging with respect oh. to our history in the Sudan area because there's a lot to be uncovered yeah with having said uh, that uh-huh having said that, think in terms of what Google will be doing Google will be replacing our ancestry as well. Because Google is not going to talk about the indigenous, the ancestral traits and past of our people. Google is going to start from Greece. So when that um, Grecian mentality and Roman mentality is going to come through Google. So we need to... Have our people be engaged in our history about the region so that it will not be replaced. And that's what's happening with the Renaissance Dam in Ethiopia. And that will happen sure. with Google uh, spreading throughout Egypt. I mean, spreading throughout Africa. Um, two
2: questions, Dr. pat the first one, it is on the preservation of history uh, as far as Ethiopia is concerned. Do you think the construction of uh, Renaissance Dam is a bad thing for Ethiopia, or uh, what is your submission there?
3: It's bad only if excavation and research, as well as digs, as well as ethnology, ethnological Studies had not been done and there's a lot of work to be done the only reason why the Luxor the Temple of Luxor and and matter of fact um, in Abydos when it was submerged by water uh, the Italian archaeologists developed a ring in which they lifted up the temples you couldn't do that if there was no interest And I I fail to conjure up an interest being expressed around the Renaissance uh, Bridge. I mean the Renaissance Dam. So it's bad if our history is not being visited and not being constructed and not being rebuilt and not being remembered. It's good in the future for, for the Um, for the empowerment economically, quote-unquote, of the Ethiopians. However, the ownership of the dam and the financing of the dam is not by the Ethiopians. It's by the Europeans and by the United States. So, therefore, when someone else owns what exists in your land, therefore, Mm. you don't own it. Those who do own it is outside of your land So that's where your power Is given up to Is given to So we're talking about politics Politics is power And we're talking about who Controls the power Are those who control the money And those who control yeah. the loans
2: Yeah Like you've always uh, said uh, follow, follow the money Follow the money um, Okay
3: one one more thing one more thing. Um uh, remember uh-huh. what I said with respect to politics and the first year. Our brother in Ethiopia, the leader of Ethiopia, I had said that he only has one year yes. to do the bidding of the Ethiopian people. After that mm. international interests, conglomerates is going to take over. So he has one year yeah. to do something and one year to make sure that the people are in his side. If not on his side, if not, there goes the country. Back to quote-unquote neo-colonialism rule.
2: Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. But so, well, did you have a comment before we go to our main discussion we have eaten all the time? uh yes way? i yes i do uh ah. thank
7: you again uh just starting with uh lawrence uh, john lawrence of ghana died and um, and uh i like the comment uh i think as matilda made uh, this morning we're talking about google with the technology and where africa what we should do and when we look up uh, to america this is my own opinion and uh this is why i think the diaspora uh, matters a lot to africa if we look at the history, why America liked these places, because when they got here, there's a lot of fuel and there's a lot of water. There was a lot of rivers. And then when we look at uh, 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 things that we need, and then uh, you're talking about uh, the dam too. Electricity is very, very, very important for economical reasons yeah. to control. It's very oh. critical. And, and water itself. And then, uh, copper, just like Zambia, the way we are blessed with copper because we need to transmit those uh, those uh, electricity around, you know. And then we look at ourselves, especially Zambia, but now I'm, I'm going to a little bit talking just to Zambians, you know. Uh, we didn't miss out. IBM, we had very interesting in Zambia, you know. IBM, almost big, big, big. Uh, they did invest a little bit, I mean, a lot of money in Zambia. And uh, for us, we went to school to the, in Zambia. I know what the, what those guys can do, and I know what kind of yeah. brains we do have we do have in Zambia. I went with some very very bright people. It's because of politics. Up to now, sometimes when I sit down, the reason I cry, what HIV, HIV has done in on, in that continent and that uh, in that place, the people I went to school with. They were very bright, yeah. very 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 bright young men, and sometimes they will even say, "I teach up on a you know. And um, uh, uh, when we look at Google, Google is here to stay. So the diaspora, what we need to do is change the way politics are done in Zambia, and our leaders in Zambia change the way we, we do things in Zambia. There's no there's no need for hatred. There's no need to manipulate. It. There's no there's no place for tribalism. There's no place for government the police to uh, intimidate and stuff like that. You know, we are blessed nation. And uh, 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 if we change the way we, we do things, it's endless what we... We can de- definitely uh, pull off. Yes. And uh, you, you had a very good program about Lawrence. You know, I never... You know, I, I do love when I meet some Ghanaian brothers, what Lawrence uh, did and is one uh, the things that uh, he did for, for, for that country. So great discussion, but uh, when we talk about Google, and Ethiopia, the dam they are building is very, very important for 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 survival, in uh, yeah. uh these days, you know. Yeah. So and for okay. some of us what, who are just pointing into 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 uh, I mean, in physics, <laughs> it's very important physics. It's very, very important in the country, and math is very, very important,
2: you know. <laughs> you yeah, know? but uh, while while it's, the important it's, we it's, need it's, to know the the history uh behind uh whatever is happen- happening. happening. We need to go deeper and be very critical. Uh, they because might even, just even, uh, show even, you.
9: even
2: if. if paying that
7: interest, you know, we know what Einstein uh, uh, w- said about interest. Let somebody who doesn't know about interest pay interest. And let somebody who doesn't know about interest keep borrowing, you know. I wish our leaders. knew, <laughs> and, and I'm sure they, they know. Yeah. They know about you, oil and number. They know about oil and number, you know.
4: And
2: this this country, they they don't work about oil. The remaining 10 minutes. Okay, you've uh, you've said it well. The remaining 10 minutes here, uh, I always have the main subject for discussion, and then always uh, the time is eaten for the main discussion. Uh, America, the beacon uh, of uh, of hope. Um, With whatever is happening, Dr. Patrick leaders here, uh, Trump's behavior, what do you think, uh, what effect do you think this is having to small uh, democracies uh, in, say, Africa? Uh, What do you think is happening uh, with uh, Trump's behavior? It's an educational
3: experience. What began with Trump, end with Trump. But the (laughs) observers of Trump realize that it's not one individual. It's a confluence, it's a cloud that surrounds Trump. Uh, Trump came out of this cloud, and the cloud is a cloud of racism. It's a cloud of historical uh, backlash. It's a cloud of that person whispering in one's ear saying, you're better than them. You're better than them. And from that environment, that ecosystem, political ecosystem, you came and it produced a Trump. The the, the global community realizes this and they look at it and they look around themselves to see if this is happening in their environment. Each environment is different, so therefore the, the the changes are different. But we must remember, and the global community must remember, that person that's always whispering in your ear, and you must counteract that voice and know within yourselves that no one is better than you. And those people that are believing that, it is our responsibility to maintain our dignity and maintain our belief that all people are equal. And even though you may believe you're better than us, we're going to show you that you're not. This is what's happening. And this is what Donald Trump gave to us. It gave visibility to the negativism yes. that can yes. surround and do exist within that cloud, that political eco-cloud of negativism.
2: Uh, Dr. Gassonso, um again, the, our title is the, the, the beacon uh, of uh, hope uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, solving the environment um, America took the, the leadership, as, as always, because of their uh, economic uh, muscle. Uh, when um, when uh, it comes to human rights, uh, America again takes uh, the leadership to show uh, the world over. Maybe, not, maybe that's not the way things uh, may not necessarily be, but again they showed the world, they took the leadership. Uh, when it comes to NATO in um, uh, in Europe, standing up to Russia, <coughs> America yeah. took, took the leadership, and hence
4: yeah.
2: they were the beacon uh, of hope. Question is, can America be trusted yet again by the world over as a beacon of hope? Um, yes, yes, because America. Is
8: not God. America is a human institution. And real heroes in life, real human heroes in life, are those that never fail. Uh, As Nelson Mandela once said, is that uh, the real uh, greatness and real joy of living is that you rise up each time that you fall. The Trump era in the eyes of the world is the fall of America from grace, from uh, the, the pedestal. Now the world is able to see that U.S. Americans are humans, and as America corrects this Trump era uh, misnomer, uh, I think it even continues to be more of a beacon of hope as other nations can see that though we fail, we mm. can rise up as like America. And I see, I like that. That's yeah, that 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 is where we're going.
2: I like I, I I I I like that the the the, the correction up to this day when I when I wake up I I said mm-hmm. to myself oh thank thank God Trump is is out you know that chill <laughs> of joy which goes through your spine your spine mm-hmm. yeah, you, you can mm-hmm. even feel it you uh-huh. know
9: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. ah
2: Trump mm-hmm. it's very very nice um mm-hmm. again the uh, from Israel, Netanyahu, uh, there is another guy in uh, Hungary, uh, there is a Brazilian prime minister. These are all examples, um, uh, Patrick or whoever wants to take this, of small democracies, of small countries which were beginning to emulate what was happening with their so called strongman uh, in Washington. Uh, now that he is gone, like uh, Dr. Bucasso has said, Brother Patrick, now that he is gone, uh, do you think uh, these small democracies will go back to do the, the right thing, rather than what they wanted to follow, uh, the example in Washington?
10: Um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I know there's going to be a lot of Dancing and partying after the inauguration. Um, but we, we'll see what happens after that. I mean, let's, not, let's remember, I and mean, let's not get too caught up in parties as far as what we need to get done. Remember, when Barack Obama's first term, the Democrats had the presidency, the House, and the Senate. They could have done whatever mm-hmm. they wanted to do. Black people were still yeah. gunned down, and they didn't say, they didn't say boo. They didn't say a peep. So let's, let's 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 look and you know, people are gonna dance and party uh-huh. and feel good and just remember Dr. Amos Wilson says do not use good feelings as the only measure for what is good for you. Um, that's like, like what that. gets a lot of people call them drugs, right? Sit, so do not use good feelings as a measure. Let's let's look and see after all the partying is done and everybody's dancing and happy. Let's see what happens. Let's take. Let's keep our eye on it and see what happens. That's kind of my take. And as far as other countries, yeah, um, I think we yeah. need to look at the failure of of some of these leaders. Yeah. But let's look deeper because if you look, way all of that garbage. There yeah. are some things yeah. in there that they're saying we need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the, the, yeah. the you yeah. know rights, people's rights. You know. You know, are we protecting our rights as human beings, or are we giving yes. it over, giving it over to a government governmental structure? And what does that mean, right? There are some things in yeah. all of that garbage yeah. that these people spill that we need to take a good look at, uh-huh.
2: right? Brother Nyambe, why don't, why don't we end there with 30 seconds? Where you are in Oklahoma, number one? Um, how mad are the people in the red state there? Are they still mad? But like we said last week, I think we need to hold Brother Biden to his word. Uh, I, for one, want to see a lot of our brothers come out from prison, go back and take care of their families. Uh, Children uh, being raised without uh, uh, parents, a black uh, man in the house is a major prison uh, we find our black population in. That has to change, Brother brother Nyambi. Why don't we end there? Yeah, I I mean, I was just going to say to your
7: last question, what can the other countries learn? You know, even the greatest nations can be divided and uh, have a lot of imperfections, and I think that's that's been reflected in this last uh, election. So to the other countries and, uh, you know, countries like Zambia, I think the drive here is uh, vote, have your voice be heard.
2: Have your voice be heard. That's uh, last from the last word. Uh, thank you all for joining us as always. This is under Block Talk radio. Until next week, have a good weekend, everyone.) No.
4: 9. 9. 9. 9. Who are you? Oh. I'm going